you know, how people define their home is probably changing, right? As well. So you have, you know, I, I know for ours, because we're not going on a vacation this year, like there's really no way I can think that we would be. And my, my kids are asking, well, dad, what are we going to go next year? And I'm like, I don't know. So we're spending more quality time in our home. Um, and so the home definition to us is, is changing. and welcome to Building Perspective with Matt Riley and Molly Elfman. We're here to bring value to you and your team by exploring all things sales and marketing related. All from different perspectives. All right. And today, our focus discussion of the week is magic with the push of a button with Jake Scherer of Zillow. And I, it's probably, in my opinion... The best title of an episode we've ever had. What do you think, Molly? Love it. And we're so happy to have Jake here. Yeah, thank you for having me back. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you might be the first second appearance guest, like the first person that's come back for a second time. I can't be. <laughs> Has to. I, I, yeah, I think you're the first. If, even if you're not, we're going to go with you're the first. Okay, it, okay. Just sounds, it just sounds better. <laughs> Well, anyway, th- thanks for jumping on, Jake. And, uh, you know, I thought, we, you know, you and I were chatting. I thought, you know what? There's a lot going on and, uh, you know, all over the country. And, and just who better to chat with than, uh, than you, your team, what you guys are be able to be able to see um, at, at a national level and, and just also just on a personal level. So uh, you guys are up there in the Seattle market. So how... How are things going? Like, what's what's happening in Seattle? Uh, so Seattle, once again, uh, so we, we get these updates usually monthly from our governor. And we had a recent one that was like, we were basically staying in place for another month. So all of May. You know, and then like the rest of the country, I think um, you'd mentioned to me, there's going to be phases at which, you know, they allow more and more gatherings or more and more people within a gathering. And yeah, yeah we hope that starts in June. I actually... I think I'm going on like six, seven, maybe eight weeks without a haircut. And the place that I go just sent me an email yesterday and said, we plan to open up in June. So start booking your appointments. I waited like two hours to do that. And like everything was full, like right off the bat. Just cut your own hair. Just go for it. I cut mine. I I can't can't get clippers. You can't find them anywhere. Um, Oh, oh, you're right. I I had to find like as soon as we went on lockdown here, uh, I was like, I need, I needed a haircut and I'm like, I'm, I went and found some, some clippers for like 50 bucks on Amazon. It took two weeks to show up. Um, but they finally did. And, uh, my, let my wife cut my hair and then she cut my, my boy's hair. And she, (laughs) I told, I was teasing her because, um, she cut my hair first and did fine. Like mine's really easy. It's just short. Um, but my, my 13 year old son, you know, he's got some of the styling going on. And so she was like doing her thing. It's like, it looks good. And he asked her to like, Oh, can you get this little section over here a little bit more? And then she started and then a little more. And then next thing you know, like it was bad. He had like went like locked himself <laughs> in his room. Like, <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. It's so funny. That happened to my father-in-law. He was, yeah. But it was on the back of his head. So she's like, it's fine. It's fine. He's like, can I get your guys' opinion? We're like, yeah, no, we can see it. 
<laughs> the hat, the hat could be I know, back on. It's, oh, that's we, we called my haircut the it'll do cut because it's do. fine, right? Like it's webinar or camera ready, uh, you know, but it, it's not as good as the, the obviously the barber, right? The the trick for me, though, was is I, I got my last haircut on the day that everything was shutting down or they were shutting down the next day. So it was the last day that anyone in our state could have got a haircut. I got one. So at least I'm. I'm I'm probably like the shortest amount of time until the next one, so I'm I'm good. It's fine. I, I actually yeah. did the same thing the day before I went and I got my hair done and my nails done. And but for a female, it's a little different. My hair, all the whites are showing now. I mean, I had to dye my hair myself, so it's been it's been funny. But um, when you guys started working from home, we actually followed Zillow because you guys were the first in housing to really say everyone's working from home. And what we did, because we're across the country, is as soon as you guys did that, we did it as well. And we actually um, were working from home before our state declared everyone should work from home. And that helped us because it gave us like an extra week and a half to kind of get everything set up. Yeah, it's pretty, it's actually really, it's really refreshing. Um, a manager of mine, Brett, Brett Steele, I'll give him credit for this. He, I love speaking in analogies and he came to the table with an analogy that I just keep stealing. Um, and he basically said what Zilla was able to do by communicating up front, right? And for long periods of time, not saying we're just going to do this for 15 days and then look at it 15 days and let's reevaluate. They said, we're working from home until the end of the year, which gave everyone certainty. And then it allows all the other groups to start planning for that but it's like an airline pilot right that comes on and you're sitting on the tarmac and you're not moving and they're like we have mechanical issues it's going to be 15 minutes and then he comes back on and he's like it's going to be another 15 and all you want them to hear is to say you know what it's it's, it's going to be two and a half hours um just so you can plan for that two and a half hours knowing that you're going to get off the ground then that's 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 really what it felt like to us so we're, we're thankful. i totally agree you'd rather know than not know yeah. Um, but it was, it was a good call. And, you know, I think, I think the thing that worried us or worries me at least, uh, you know, in leadership the most is, you know, oh my gosh, what's this going to do to our culture? But I think what we, we got hung up on, or maybe we were thinking about is I think we attached our culture largely to our office space. You know, it's a cool office space, downtown, latest, greatest technology, you know, overlooking, uh, overlooking Puget Sound. And, you know, we win awards for best places to work, but it's not our office. It's the people, right? It's the culture we've created and it's putting our people first that, that I think creates that culture. So we're, we're, we're realizing that. And, um, I think everyone's really appreciative. What are some of the things you guys have done to stay connected while you are working from home? Because we have the same thing, um, at group two. I mean, making sure people stay connected has been very important to us. So have you guys done anything fun to, to keep in touch with each other? Yeah, I mean, and it's it's uh, it's kind of different stages, but um, you know, somebody asked me the other day, "What's the most challenging part about managing you know from work from home?" And I said, right off the bat, it's communication. You know, it's it's I could get up and walk you know fifteen feet and just say hi to someone or catch up on what it is they're working on, and now now it's a um, uh, it like takes effort. I have to schedule a meeting. You know, we have to agree upon a date that or a time that they're free. And then we have to talk during the set time. So kind of the spontaneity of, of, of it um, kind of, you know, being able to just pop on over that's gone, but yeah, everyone does um, all of our team leads or all of our managers. They do daily check-ins with their teams, just kind of do a refresh in the morning, talk about what they did the previous day, what they're doing the current day. And uh, 
you know, that, that was to help form a habit pretty much. And now everyone's getting in the groove and we've been doing this for, you know, eight or nine weeks now. And so, um, yeah, everyone, everyone's just kind of evolving to where this is the new norm and, and, uh, yeah, but you know, happy hours, trivia nights, um, you know, show and tells and meetings. Um, I often ask people what their last five Amazon purchases were, uh, <laughs> at any random time just to see what they are. And, uh, Great so, you know, question. we try to keep it light. Yeah, uh, it's pretty hor- horrific uh, what some of them are. It's funny. Okay, now well, we what are what are yours? You got you yeah. got to tell us what yours are. Um, yeah. So, God, you weren't prepared for that. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so Angela at uh, at Lasso will appreciate this. So um, she was gracious enough gracious enough to bring me some candy bars from Canada. I'm not going to go over the whole story, but there's a very specific candy bar that I grew up on that I have this affinity for, and she brought some down to. IBS this last year from from Vancouver and well, I ran out so I ordered some of those uh, off Amazon um, and then I bought a telescope really really random a telescope uh, there's no reason why we would want one I just saw it on there and did a bunch of research and was like yeah it's like a hundred bucks it's a pretty good beginner one and and last night um, I think it's like a yellow moon or something we were using it and it was pretty cool um, but awesome. but it's just one of those things that you would never think of but I think I've seen the entire internet now um and at some point a telescope crossed my mind and maybe even popped up in a in a in a feed or something and i was like oh yeah you know i thought those things were like a thousand dollars but no they're they're not i love that i have to share because i've had some really good amazon purchases okay let's see i got a bounce house for my kids which has been (laughs) the best thing ever and it was surprisingly not that expensive and it's awesome i'll put a picture um, in the Facebook page, so you guys can see it's amazing. And then I also got an Air Pop popcorn machine um, mm. because I love popcorn, but I don't like all the salt and butter that comes on the pre-done ones. So this is just Air Pop popcorn um, and paint by numbers. That's like becoming a trend for like stuff to do at home. So paint by numbers. Those are my three weird things. All right, I've got my uh, my Amazon app up here. So, <laughs> so apparently my kids got in. So there's a $10 PlayStation gift card <laughs> purchase. <laughs> uh, then there's some like, uh, in, not even an energy, like a Powerade type powder mix for like mixing it with water. There's a bag of charcoal uh, for the grill. There is cr- a critter bedding. So my uh, youngest son has a hamster in his room. So it's it's bedding for his cage. And then a bag of ginger slices. Is that not the most random list random. of stuff? That's random. <laughs> That's there is no category. Like there's no overarching. Those are all different things. Yeah, mine sounds that- like a five-year-old's birthday party. And yours sounds like the most eclectic... <laughs> Random I don't neck. even know what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. So you guys, obviously, Jake, are, you know, like you're talking about, you guys got home, working from home early. Yeah. You know, the leadership team said, we're going to be, we're going to be working from home for the remainder of the year. You guys have, you know, started adjusted, right? Everybody's yeah. doing, doing their thing, staying connected. Um, You know, so it's interesting as we all go through this. And I think what, um, what's interesting about this is normally we don't have the same, we're not always looking at the same through the same lens that our customers are. So the, in our, in this scenario, home buyers, potential home buyers, but 
we were all, we all started going through this at the same time. So we're, you know, the old cliche, you know, we're in this together. We are all literally in it together, kind of going through and experiencing the same things. Um, and it was, and you guys had really good timing, obviously, because, you know, you change things up on the Zillow platform, um, making sure, you know, from a private tour examples and things like that, you, you've got some numbers where you guys started off on how successful that was. And then you ended up switching gears, obviously with, with COVID going into offering the virtual tours. And I know you don't have any of the virtual tour info yet. Uh, we do. So it'll be interesting to share, uh, you know, to kind of share that. What do you, what did you guys see when switching some simple verbiage on your, on the product pages into Based on the data that you had, I should preference that based on some of the, the uh, new construction survey where people really wanted to see that private tour part of it. And we can kind of transition into what group two is seeing from a virtual perspective. Yeah. So just I'll preface it with, you know, we're the consumers, right? The home buyers, you know, they're, they're our, no, our, our North Star. We're always trying to figure out how to make this the best possible experience um, home buying, right? That it can possibly yep. be. So. You know, we started with tour booking. Um, maybe that was a little bit ahead of its time, but you know, going back to the housing trends report that we have, you know, seventy-seven percent of new home buyers said a private tour is very or extremely important in their decision to purchase new construction. So this is a very, you know, millennial thing, um, and and it probably goes without saying, but you know, that number should probably be higher. Um, so we yeah. we moved to tour booking as a form of a lead, right, or form of a contact, and you know, this is a you know, this is a better connection. It's higher intent. So we, we'd been doing this for a while. We launched this late Q4 and then we roll out, you know, or then COVID hits, right? And the pandemic hits everyone. And we knew that, you know, a private tour when many states are saying you can't meet one-on-one, -on -one, this is a problem. So we launched, quickly launched within just a matter of weeks, um, virtual tour requests. So, you know, if you look at Zillow, a listing, we call that the home details page. And on there you can request a tour. But when you click on that, it's going to let you choose, you know, date and time and all that. But within there, there's a button that says, you know, I would actually like a virtual tour instead. And this was just meeting the need of our consumers um, and solving a problem that a lot of consumers and builders were having. So, you know, I don't know to the extent that this is going to stick around forever, right? Because I know builders, they crave that human interaction, that human touch. They want to showcase mm. their product and dive into the details. And, you know, there are limitations with, with the virtual tour, but... Um, you know, I'm proud of Zillow for moving quickly and being able to adapt and change something or alter something that had been working really well to meeting the need of consumers during this pandemic that's working exceptionally well. And while I don't have exact numbers and you're going to share some, um, mm. the, the, the tour requests, the virtual tour requests, um, you know, has met and exceeded, I would say, all of our expectations. And, well, that's great. Uh, and it doesn't surprise me at all because what you did was a shift in what the consumer was asking for. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and so it's interesting. So uh, Molly and I were talking at, you know, group two's perspective, you know, our, our, I guess, statement, thesis, theory, whatever you want to call it is when it comes to the virtual tour stuff. Um, I, I think the toothpaste is out of the tube. Like I, we're not it, Molly jump in. I don't think we're going back. Well, even though, you know, you mentioned home builders love that face-to-face -face interaction, but it's really home buyers and yeah. home buyers love 
flexibility, control. They love to do it on their terms. So I think builders are going to be shifting to having a lot of different ways for buyers to work with them and really um, adapting even more to the buyer because we always talk about the buyer experience, but you're right. Builders haven't always like fully adapted to the way that's best for them. They have pushed to get them on site. And I think we're going to really see a, sh- a shift there. Yeah. And we've talked about this, but you know, obviously it could be regional. Um, different regions are kind of in different phases or stages of, of this pandemic. But you know, the scarring from this is going to be real. Um, I don't think you talk to anyone that thinks that you're going to go to a grocery store you know, in two months or maybe even a year from now and not still have to be six feet apart or, you know, where they won't still have those barriers up of plexiglass, you know, between the, the, the checkout person and, you know, the consumer. Um, and I'm curious to see how much of this is going to stick around or carry into the consumer and builder interaction. Um, so yeah, are virtual tours going to stick around? Are they going to be a thing, you know, virtual, I mean, there's a lot of builders that are testing um, virtual open houses, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm, I'm really homes, yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, what the response will be because there is a, you know, there is a group, right? I'd say millennials um, mainly that want this, that crave this, that you know, want to do a bunch of research on their own and then reach out, as the Consumer Housing Trends report suggests. So. You know, it's the willingness for the builders to accept that this is the new way of communication versus their want to preserve, right, a lot of what it used to be that they know that that still works too. Um, It's just, can they do it or not? Yeah. You know, that's an interesting perspective just because when I, I think, I think it's actually not going to be the millennials who push for this. I feel like it's going to be the our older buyers because there is that level of fear. So they would rather be comfortable and not necessarily come out and continue to have virtual tours or at least have the option of it. So it's going to be interesting. I, I, I agree though. It's going to depend on the region and of course, always humans are all different. So just different buyer preferences. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I I think Jake, you said there's, there's definitely going to be some, some scarring, some mental scarring of how we feel about interacting with people face to face, close encounters, like especially groups of people, you know, my wife, just my wife, Amy just went to Costco this morning and uh, I I saw her downstairs as right before I was running back upstairs to jump on here and do this recording. And uh, she was just telling me, she's like, man, Costco was a little more crowded than I anticipated you know, she said, honestly, I felt I had a little anxiety in there. And, you know, she was wearing a mask and she's super, super cautious and careful. Um, and, but she's like, I, I was trying to get, like, get into the refrigerated dairy section and people kept coming in and out. And I was trying to let the, the area, like people like thin out. So I didn't go in there, but she was like, I was honestly, I was a little anxious about what was going on and we're not like overly freaked out like we uh you know we're very much on the on the thing of okay let's be careful let's wash our hands if we need to wear a mask that's great but you know we're not like hole up in our house we were for a little while but now we come to the realization of like we're not going to be holed up in our house forever like we got to get back out there but still that that mental that mental scarring of that and the the reason i say that is because you know i was just having a conversation with the builder i don't know two weeks ago and they were planning on doing a uh, um a, a grand opening in a community in June. And so all the stay at home orders and stuff are supposed to be uh, over in June in that area by then. And, 
you know, like, oh, we're going to just do this state. We're going to do this normal grand opening event and off we go. And I really had to have the conversation of like, I, I don't know that you're gonna right? like you can have an official grand opening event, but I don't know that you're going to get that people are just going to come rushing out there in person for your event. And I think you've got to look at how you're structuring this and much more of a, it's an event, but it's a private tour based event or a virtual tour based event. Like a lot of people are now starting to, to get into, but that scarring is real. And I think that's why these, this virtual, the virtual tours, the Skype tours, the FaceTime tours, whatever, whatever they are, um, are going to stick around for a long time because we've been drop kicked as an industry into the new world of where buyers actually operate on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And I think at some level, I don't think we're going back. Even just yeah. the option of it. Like even if you have a grand opening and you do invite people to come out in person, also having the option for people to join virtually. I think it's more, you know, how many different ways can you make it as easy as possible for someone to participate in the way that they are most comfortable? I think that's it. I mean, that, that is truly it. It's, it's kind of, it's doing everything, giving every option out there for somebody to be able to connect with you in the way that they prefer. And um, speaking of comfort, have you, do you guys feel like you can't breathe when you have a mask on? Because when I put one on, I like start to have like a, a panic attack. <laughs> or do you ever hold your breath when you walk by someone? Yes. Oh, I straight up cross the street. I mean, it's like you look You're at like, people like you can Wait a minute. Me holding eye. my breath will have nothing to do. Okay. But I'm still like, yeah, it's uh um, everyone has weird little things. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, I definitely, I'm like, a- Amy and I went to home Depot last night to grab a few things and we had masks on and I was like, ah, I can feel like the heat of my breath yes. coming back into my face. Uh, I don't love that feeling. Try it wearing um, glasses. It's impossible. Yeah, fog up your glasses. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Or okay. no, the, the thing is, is like, I'll be in line and I'm wearing a mask and someone will say something funny but you can't smile or they can't see the facial expression. Cause all you can see is your eyes. So I want to like pull it down smile and be like, no, that was funny. Um, but I can't, so you have to leave the mask on. So people just think you're rude. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Well, Oh, so that was a total like rabbit hole there. Um, uh, but we were talking about, you're talking about private tours and that, how the, that really responded well. Uh, with the consumer. Now it's interesting. So when we started recommending with our builders to make the switch instantaneously to virtual appointments, virtual tours, all that kind of stuff, even when we were, uh, when, even when the, just the marketing messaging was updated, we saw a massive increase in click-through rates, even on ads, driving traffic to the builder website, as well as the traditional like call to action stuff. I mean, when I say massive, I'm talking 200, 250% increases. Yeah. Um, from the get-go and it's just it, that's how imperative it it was and i think is going to continue to be is the the virtual tour side of things and which really kind of bridges into something that we're all near and dear to all of our hearts that i think is now front and center to almost everybody which comes around to like content, right? So like we can't have virtual tours, meaning two versions of virtual tours, one, an actual like FaceTime tour, um, another meaning 3D type tours, whether it be 3D home tours from Zillow mm-hmm. or Matterport or whatever, you know, whatever b- software you're using, like that is a massive part of what the strategy is now. And I know you guys have been doing, and I, I say I know, but I don't know that 
a lot of builders know this, so I'm going to spend some time talking about it, but like you guys have an option for 3d home tours directly loading into your, the Zillow platform, right? Yeah, we do. And it's, it's been around for a while and, and, you know, it's only available for, you know, iOS devices right now. So your iPhone or your iPad, but yeah, I mean, a consumer or, you know, a builder or an agent, um, you know, can go on and they can upload a 3D home tour just using their phone. And it's it's pretty simple and it's really good quality. Um, you can only do it on specs right now for builders, right? Because they need to be okay. homes that are built. They need to actually have, uh, you know, like physical, there needs to be substance, right? There needs to be, you know, a home that's built, obviously. But we are developing and I can't say we are developing. There's no timeline on it. I can't give that out right now, but <laughs> we are developing a way that you can do it on plans or, or you know, homes that to be built. Um, which will be hopefully the next kind of evolution of this. But yeah, it's it's not tough to do. And you can share them directly with Zillow and it'll show up on Trulia. Um, you know, if you have a fancy camera like a, you know, Ricoh, Theta, you know, you can create high quality ones and you can still upload them using that. But if you don't, you just got to use your iPhone. And it's been around for a while. And, you know, since... Um, you know, basically since COVID hit, um, so in April, uh, we announced you know, an increase of 175% of move-in ready homes from February of people uploading 3D home tours. So, uh, you know, before I kind of get off my high horse here uh, real quick, it's 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 hard to, and maybe you guys catch yourself too, but, you know, obviously COVID, it's horrible, right? It's this pandemic that's affecting everyone. But at the same time, you kind of get a little excited um, and I don't mean it in a bad way, but you get excited because there's all this amazing technology out there that so many of us have been screaming for mountaintops for maybe years that now is finally being widely adopted that will carry the builder industry kind of, you know, into the future. And so for that, we're excited that it's getting some um, getting some FaceTime. All but you tech nerds yeah. are having your moment. We, we are. <laughs> That's having right. A moment. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's it's refreshing to know that there's as much interest in future technology as you know tech nerds um, as as we you know that like just how excited we get from it. Um, so there's this mutual excitement that you know we, we can't wait to tell someone about the next thing and then the next thing and the next thing. And the cool part is is now we have we have builders that are willing to listen, and uh, that's that's super um, exciting and motivating for us. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean that now I, you know I say this in a way it's not you know it's going to sound not great. I mean, who knows? We may end up editing this out, <laughs> but like it, there there is a lot of positive that's come out of where we are. Not in the sense yeah. of any way anybody getting sick. That's none of that is positive. But as far as the realization is in our industry that we have to change the way that we do things on a day-to-day basis, the way that we present our information, our product to consumers, it is forcing people to realize that their processes, their, their procedures, their strategy, whatever it was, has got to be reevaluated and it's got to be consumer first or you're, you're not going to have a consumer to serve. Well, I think everyone understands, right? Like that's, that is, that is the hard thing to say, right? Um, so I, I think there's there's truth in it. I don't think it's anything bad to say. Um, you know, for years, agents, you know, at Zillow, we've always kind of felt agents were a little bit of a step ahead. They always had more photos. They always were up on content. They always had kind of a leg up on builders. And we have, you know, data to support that. 
but now this is a time for builders to get catch up um, and then, you know, hopefully surpass a lot of what agents are doing. And, and, you know, we can close that gap on those that look at homes versus homes or people that buy new construction. I, I find that really interesting. Is this, <laughs> I, I mean, I believe it a hundred percent, I don't, yeah, but I find it amazing that you're that you said that general real estate agents produced substantially more content yep. for their listings than a home builder did. Yep. Because yep. they individual did it listing for the individual listing, listing. yeah, yep. and not yeah. like the whole community or. Yeah, they always they've always uploaded um, you know more photos, longer descriptions, um, and and because of that, I think got got a majority of the eyeballs or a lot of the eyeballs in Philadelphia. That is absolutely the case. I know it's an urban market. Most of our listeners are in more suburban or rural markets, but I mean, new construction has like four photos, and they're like not even good renderings, and yeah. maybe a floor plan, and a an existing home has you know, the maximum amount of images. Yep. One of the things that, um, you know, Zillow is obviously works with resale and new homes. You got, you specifically, Jake, are um, focused on new construction and there's an entire team there that only works on new construction. And as you guys yep. refer to it, Nucon. <laughs> so when we are talking about Nucon, because we're going to make this an industry-wide thing. Yeah, how many times have I said Nucon? Oops. <laughs> no, I don't think you said it at all, but I love it. So I want it to become a thing. Um, so you guys, when you look at, um, you have obviously so much data and you've been saying for a long time that the number one thing that people say, the reason why they purchase a new construction home is really because everything is new and never used. And yep. I would have to think that that percentage is even is going to go up even more now because the idea of new, um, you know, fresh, clean, never used, never touched after all of this, like, do you guys, are you projecting that that would go up as well? Is that what you guys think? So, you know, I mean, we, we do a consuming housing trends report once a year. Um, you know, there's two things in, in here that I think will change. Um, and this is, I think all, all that a lot of us are doing right now is guessing, right? Um, but yeah, 41% of Newcon buyers, new construction, uh, or Newcon buyers' main reasons for buying new construction was because everything was new, right? Never used. It's clean. And, you know, that rang true to the 41% before. Yeah, I mean, it's got to ring true to even more now. And that's why I know you guys are seeing it. You've heard it from your builders um, that you've been talking to. But, you know, spec homes or, you know, homes that are built are, are, just seeing an influx of traffic and interest more so than ever before. Um, because I think when you say new, oh yeah, it's ready now and it's completely new and never been lived in. Um, but I, def I definitely see that. I, I, I would suspect that percentage would go up. And as far as, I mean, of course that segues into resale. Like we have to talk about used. I don't even want to say resale. We say used all the time. Um, <laughs> you know, how much of an opportunity, and Matt and I have been talking about this since day one, like we we know there's an opportunity to steal market share, but what is that What is that percentage of market share? And I know, um, Matt, you think it's like a huge percentage. I know that there is a huge opportunity. It's just going to be really interesting to see what the housing industry does and how we respond to this opportunity to steal from steal market share from used homes. Yeah, you know, so Consumer Housing Trends Report, once again, 64% of potential buyers, quote unquote, consider 
the purchase of new construction, but we know that only 9% actually purchase. So there's a lot of theories as to why there's that large gap there. Um, and, and, you know, I think, um, and I think a lot of us at Zillow think that this is a huge opportunity for home builders to close that gap because we have something that consumers want that resale obviously does not cater to. Um, and, you know, we've heard about it on resale, some of the struggles that, that we've seen, you know, um, you know, a seller doesn't necessarily want to open up their home to strangers, um, you know, at the time. So inventory is low and builders have a lot of the inventory. So this is, this is an opportunity to close that gap and, you know, scream and, sh- and just shout from the mountaintops of what makes new construction unique um, at the same time, super attractive. Uh, yeah, I actually think that, you know, 9% market share, I think we could double it. I, I really, really do. And what's interesting about that is it's not, it won't necessarily be a true double, but as far as like units go, um, mm. but as far as percentage goes, I think we could double our market share on the new con side. Um, and, and the thing there is, I think that obviously so we were already in a suppressed inventory market, right? There was already too little inventory on the market as a whole. Mm-hmm. Now people are pulling their homes off the market. Some people, not everybody, but the homes are getting taken off the market. So like, like we said, we don't want, they don't want people walking through their house. And never before has that stark, naked, empty, finished new house looked so darn appealing. You know, we're always normally like stage that house. We've got to get some furniture in there. But now it's like, Hey, that actually looks pretty good. You know, people can get in. Um, and I think that with the whole, with the whole COVID thing, you know, just that, like Molly was saying, we were all saying is the new never lived in before is really going to resonate. And then on top of that, so many builders today are now jumping on the boat of the healthy options, the smart, the technology mm-hmm. side of things and how that just is really going to amplify the the ability to buy or the reasons why you should buy new at least in my opinion i i'm pretty uh pretty bullish on it yeah you know in in that that nine percent of the people that actually buy and one of the reasons why maybe it could double hopefully it would double would be um kind of twofold one obviously is the increased interest in new construction um but couple that with you know the decrease in the overall number of of used homes right that are selling so you know you have Kind of that pendulum might finally be swinging, and and we could see, we hopefully could see, um, you know, the largest jump that we've seen in years. For sure, M- Molly, what do you think? I I think that I will be shocked if that is not the case, and it would to me be you know just horrible for the industry if we every builder should be saying new, 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 everything. I mean, that's the the most important message is brand new. Yeah, I also think that we're going to see as an from the new construction side that we could see less seasonality this year, right? So we had the spring market and then we taper off in the summer, school lets out, people go on vacation, you know what I mean? Like people kind of go do other things. I think we're going to see less seasonality and a little bit more consistency throughout the bulk of, you know, at least the first half of the year, if not longer, because people aren't traveling. 
yeah. right? The kids are already out of school. Like there are no adjustments. You're not going on summer vacation anywhere. Well, that's yeah. a really, that's an interesting point, Matt. And we haven't talked much about that, but I totally agree with you. And then in addition to that, because consumerism is changing and people aren't traveling, does that mean that their budget is going to change? Does that mean that they may be willing to spend more on a home because they don't have all these other expenses that have to do with you know, lifestyle. Maybe now they're going to invest more in their home. I don't know. Yeah, I was joking uh, earlier with someone, you know, I drive a Suburban, you know, and I, when gas prices were a little higher, it's like $80 to fill that thing once a week. I filled it up once in the last eight weeks and gas obviously being an all-time low, it's about like 45 bucks to fill it. Um, So I'm just, I'm saving hundreds of dollars and just driving. Um, I don't think my wife has taken her car out of the garage in in eight weeks just because we just don't need to. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, I, 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 that's where I think Molly and honestly, we haven't talked about that. Cause it just kind of hit me as I was, as we were talking, like, I really think that we could see not as much seasonality this year in our, in our selling season and be a lot more consistent just because people are going to be staying more local. And like, even we were talking about before Jake, um, before we started recording, we were talking about like the big events and the conferences from work travel and, you know, like PCBC this year is, is obviously has been canceled if, um, Pacific Coast builder conference it i don't know it's a real possibility that ibs could you know like the if wave two happens ibs may not happen as a whole you know and so i think but you start thinking about all those those business conferences that happen you know like what we do at ibs is not the only large conference i mean these things happen all year round all over the place and people are just going to be traveling less and like maybe even to your point even more molly more disposable income because of less travel yeah, so one one thing real quick that I wanted to point out, just as you were kind of riffing there, and you know had that thought come to your mind um, around a home, you know, just me thinking out loud, you know, how people define their home is probably changing, right? As well, so you have, you know, I, I know for ours because we're not going on a vacation this year. Like, there's really no way I can think that we would be. And my my kids are asking, well, Dad, what are we going to go next year? And I'm like, I don't know. So we're spending more quality time in our home. Um, and so the home definition to us is, is changing, um, as, as, as we speak. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting point. And I, I think we will see some changes in the industry based on that exact thought. I mean, may, you know, we were talking in our meeting with our team, maybe we're going to start seeing zoom rooms on a floor plan. Maybe we're going to, oh, I yeah. would that's, love it. That's my favorite topic is you how know, architecture is going to change because of yeah. this. Like how, meditation rooms, maybe there's going to be like a peace place. Maybe there's going to, I don't know. Like it's definitely, there is a trickle down effect and we're going to see have, it all the way. You know, Levitt homes from back in the day, right? Like how different, different styles have come about because of, you know, life changing or world events. Um, yeah. Like his and her offices and is the, <laughs> is the open floor plan going to go away because heaven forbid someone gets sick. You don't want an open floor plan. Well, that's Um, really interesting because there's a lot of information about office spaces right now because office spaces, there are so many of them that are open floor plan. And what is going to be the new norm? I mean, that is going to change. And will that change homes as well? It's really interesting. Well, and then if you think, you know, I can't predict what Zillow is going to do in 2021. Everyone asked me at my work, you know, well, you know, now that we announced we're at home till 2000, end of 2020, what about next year? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's going to be two factors that go into this decision. One is the health of the the country, 
right? Like, where are we at in terms of a pandemic? And B, you know, the health of the company. Um, you know, we're learning a lot about ourselves as we go through this and productivity and, and, and you know, being able to manage from, from remote. So um, what if companies, I'm not going to say Zillow, but what if companies decided, no, we're going to work from home forever, right? Like that just changed our home, whole home dynamic. We're, what we're doing now with where my wife and I are sitting, we kind of just think it's temporary, but no, we would want to make some, some changes in our home if this was permanent. Absolutely. Oh yeah. The rooms become a whole different, you know, like <laughs> the room usage is a totally different thing now. Well, yeah. I never she, even she, had yeah. a desk at home. And when this all started, I ordered a desk, I ordered a chair. I wanted to make sure I had a space to do my work long term. Um, and I, I totally think that is going to become more and more popular. I think it already was starting to become popular, but quite frankly, with group two, I would never have considered that because of what you were saying earlier, our culture. We thought so much of our culture was based on being together, but it really isn't necessarily being together all day, every day. No. And, you know, my wife jokingly, I, you know, I've taken over our office and our office is, you know, in a place that's typical of most new construction or most homes, it's off of the main entrance. You know, that's probably not the best location to have an office when, you know, you have UPS and FedEx and, you know, USPS coming to the door. And if you have animals, they're closest to the front door. But she had two rooms that were hers. One was the office and one was the guest bedroom where, you know, those those rooms aren't meant to really be used. You, you kind of look at them. They're decorated <laughs> in a way and and... Um, luckily for us, we bought a aesthetically pleasing like a wood desk that just looked like this is meant to be an office, mm-hmm. but it was never actually meant to be an office. Um, so uh, I've added I've added some things uh, because Zillow's been gracious enough to give us uh, an amount to go out and kind of outfit our own home offices and and expense that. But it's kind of a mix of um, modern and and very like traditional uh, looks. So. Yeah, if this is long term, there there could be some some small renovations going on. Yeah, for sure. So what you're saying is that your before this, your home office was really like the old school uh, uh, formal living room that is kids kind we weren't allowed we weren't allowed to go in. Yeah, your there's, mom would like there's a like an antique head. coat rack where you know that's where we'll put coats when people come over, but no one's actually no one's supposed to actually do anything in here. <laughs> um, but I, I, I changed that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Awesome. All right. Well, that, uh, Jake, I definitely want to be uh, mindful of your time. I know uh, you're you're a busy guy and really appreciate you. Really appreciate you coming on and chatting through just kind of what you guys are seeing and how you're handling everything and, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing and hearing what's coming out, um, you know, as those, as you guys start in a position to, to release what you've seen and as you start aggregating aggregating information about consumer behavior and uh you know real so anyway really appreciate what you guys bring to the table and being the great partners that you are and and all the everything you contribute to our industry so really appreciate you coming on yeah no thank you for having me um anytime and and so yeah i think all of us at zillow i think the one thing that message is loud and clear with senior leadership product engineers you know economists on down to sales is that there's an opportunity right now to really shape the industry because we have everyone's ears. We have everyone looking at what they can do for like the first time where, you know, we'd have those, you know, a little bit more forward thinking builders that, that, you know, I think would be early adopters on a lot of technology, but now 
majority of them finally are. And and we know that that window to be able to capture their attention is it's probably smaller than we think. Um, so we are we're working really really fast to come up with new and exciting things to share with builders to hopefully um, continue to evolve this industry so we can keep taking away market share from those pesky used homes. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. We always love chatting with you, Jake. And we're also really looking forward to Home Builder Tech, which is coming up that we're going to partner in together as well. It is. Absolutely. I forgot. I know. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm pinging, pinging Kenny as we speak. And then the last thing that I just shameless plug, um, you know, Zillow, we actually do have a research page on Zillow.com that you can go to. And there's a like a, a market pulse. Um, we had internally this email that was going around from our economists that were publishing, you know, relevant information about mortgage. And there's a lot of home information in there and it's just Zillow.com backslash research. And if you go to that daily, you can subscribe to updates, but it has a wealth of information, COVID related, industry related. You can get it all there. That's great. I don't think I even knew that. I'll have no. to check it out. We'll put a yeah, link. I should have said that at the beginning. Sorry, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Zillow.com backslash research. Uh, it's, love it. it's something we created specifically because of this, and and I think it's going to stick around. Cool. Perfect. Awesome. All right, my man. Well, always, it's good chatting, and uh, look forward to talking with you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>